Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean of the Philadelphia Inquirer, here along with Zach Berman. And Zach, we didn't talk immediately after the game on Sunday, but we're back here at the Novacare Complex on Monday. We just heard Doug Peterson speak, and I guess maybe we have a little more um, perspective a day later about you know how the Eagles won 20-16 in Carson Wentz's first game since his knee surgery, since his knee injury in Los Angeles on December 10th. And let's start with the quarterback, of course. What, what were some of your initial takeaways from Carson? Well, that first drive jumps out to me. Uh, the efficiency of it, the momentum of it, they, they, they went downfield. Interestingly, Doug Peterson was more of my takeaway on, on that first drive. They played three tight ends for most of the drive, really mixed up. It was a look we haven't really seen much this year. Uh, Dallas Goddard got a lot of time there. You saw that once the Goddard connection. I think we're going to be seeing that quite a bit. Carson really seems to trust him, or at least looking in his direction. All seven pass attempts were to tight ends. Uh, but, yeah, just the way Carson moved on that drive, that stood out. And then the big picture wasn't an MVP performance game. Had some blemishes. You can't turn the ball over twice on your side of the field especially. But he did enough to win. He made some key third down plays on that last drive. Both rows to Nelson Aguilar, you wrote about that, uh, really jumped out to me. So a strong Carson Wentz game, and the best news for the Eagles, it's only going up from here. Yeah, I think that those first two drives, which were probably scripted, certainly the first one, the fact that they went no huddle benefited Carson. He likes that. He likes getting up at the line early, looking at the defense, making his pre-snap reads. Based he's in control. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's Carson. He's in yeah. control. He really likes that. Um even when they went empty, you know, you know his pass is coming. But I think he likes those options. I think he likes some of the matchups that, that were presented by going with 13 personnel. Um, then he got a little shaky. And I think that's when probably, you know, things weren't as scripted and maybe still a little more rust. Now, you have to factor in the, the, the Wait, lack so you think of it was rust? outside re- receivers. I think there's a little bit of that. Yeah, there, okay. were, some, there were some loose throws. Okay. Um, but I think probably more than anything it might have been – well, I mean, that first interception is bad. I mean, that's that's yeah. got to be part Russ. Yeah, Doug Peterson was honest about it. Said yeah. He eyed he Zachary yeah. down. Carson wasn't as hard on himself huh. afterwards. He said the guy made a really good play on it, which yeah. he did, but he really jumped the route on there. I mean, Carson was eyeballing him, and I thought he was doing a little bit of that uh, too much. He was definitely kind of keying on one receiver, perhaps a little too long. Is that because Alshon's not out there? And, and it, it certainly, in some cases, his first reads weren't getting open. Mm-hmm. Alshon, I think Nelson Aguilar was struggling a little bit on, on those reps, those plays where he was lined up way outside. That's just not his strength. He needs to be a little more inside. I think he's going to have to deal with that over these next few weeks. He's going to be back and forth. Um, and we'll talk about the receiver issue at some point. But all that being said, Overall, the offense just got a jolt, I thought, with Carson in there, especially early on. The rhythm was back. You hadn't seen that in the first two games. And I'm not blaming Nick Foles completely in that regard. There's other reasons for the offense not playing at a high level. But I just feel, felt like with Carson, there's, there's just more intangibles that he brings to the offense when he's out there. Now, a point you've made often, and I think it's a good one, and it's definitely worth looking at here, is... is the success of the running game, uh, this was their best running performance of the season. And they did it without Jay Ajayi and without Darren Sproles. Now, you can credit the offensive line, and that's a big part of it. But as you said, Carson has a lot to do with it. How much do you think Carson's 
presence yeah. really effectively. Well, I mean, I asked Doug about that. I mean, how many times him checking to, you know, run plays or directional, you know, changing the direction of the run play benefit benefited the offense on the ground and Doug said you know there are a few examples of that maybe we overstate a little bit because Carson's sometimes they're just dummy calls he's just making um you know Peyton Manning was a master at it having a defense believe that he's changing a play and he's not really doing it but I think Carson certainly um has some leeway and has and has has been given the luxury of changing those plays and I think it I think it helps yeah you see you see two safeties back and you got a pass play in and on first down, or you have a run pass option play, you know, you're, if the smart quarterback is going to hand off there or change yeah. to a, a run play. And I think that's, that had something to do, I think, with a little bit of the run success. I feel like the, the blocking was strong. Okay. Jason Peters, I thought, had a very good game. Now, we'll talk about the offensive line in a little bit. There's some issues up front there, I think. Um, but all that being said, I thought Carson Wentz, good debut. I gave him about a B, I think, on his performance. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, two turn two red zone turnovers if are hard you're doing to overlook, it on a but curve. I was doing a little bit on a curve. Just yeah, okay, yeah. If you're on a curve, a, a B. I mean, compared to some Carson's games last year, B minus, B minus, C plus. C plus. Yeah. But yeah, but but when you're measuring it like starting quarterback's performance, I'd say a B. What'd you think of just real quick? Just a last note on Carson before we move ahead. What'd you think of the plays? The uns, you know the unscripted, the improvised plays. Did you feel like there was a moment there where, like, okay, this is too much, Carson? You shouldn't no. be. You, you need to go down. You need to throw the ball away. No, no. I let Carson be Carson, and I, I don't think, I don't think he, he put himself in harm's way too much. He dove for the first down. I, I like that. You know, that's that's the way he's always played. I don't think he. And, and it was out of bounds. I'm okay with yeah. that. There was no contact there. It's like the dives in the middle of the field. There was a point. There was an early scramble when he just slid before the. Side yeah, line. and it was kind of like an awkward slide too. I feel like he, he wanted to. Well, it was awkward because it was awkward because he did it the last second. Exactly. And so, he, he was not doing it. So that it makes you think in his head. He's like, I need to get down. He is. Yeah, he is thinking about it. But after that, you never saw it again. No, <laughs> no. But he wants to get those extra yards. Uh, no, I I have no issue, and I, I've said this to you before. I, I've said it on here. I've written it that I expect Carson to play like Carson, and that's what you want. I I don't think he tore his ACL because of the way he played. If he had a broken rib or something like that, something that was directly from 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 getting hit a certain way, then I I think differently. But quarterbacks tear their ACLs in different ways, so yeah. I, I don't have an issue. But it's, I don't even talk about the ACL, though. I mean, he, you know, he's had injuries throughout oh, his career. I mean, he's opening himself up yep. for for further injury. Yep. And yeah. it's something he has, he's got to be cautious about. And I keep thinking you had uh, – this is the second straight podcast where I mentioned this. But you had that, that great story last year on the best plays of, of, okay. of Carson Wentz. And my favorite answer in that was Malcolm Jenkins' answer yeah. when he said, any play, Carson slide. Yeah, now he was joking a little bit. But I don't think so. Malcolm knows what he said. <laughs> yeah. Malcolm. Malcolm knows exactly what he's saying. Yeah. He knows the quarterback, you know. Yeah. As Chip Kelly used to say, the best ability is... Availability. Dur- well, durability. Well, durability, yeah. Same thing. Yes. Um, okay, let's say with the offense, the receivers. I mean, we mentioned this briefly earlier, but Kamar Aiken had 45 snaps, not one target, right? Mm-hmm. Shelton Gibson couldn't even get on the field. I got yeah. on the field for one play, yeah. right? Jordan Get Matthews got there for 33, had two catches for 21 yards. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he wasn't going to be a big focal point of the offense, especially just coming right off the street. And then Nelson Aguilar played a lot, but mm-hmm. he only had four, target, four targets, three catches, no, five targets, four catches for 24 yards. He had trouble getting, they had trouble finding him. And I don't know if that was in the play, the play, uh, the game plan or the way he was being defended, 
But, you know, Doug Peterson today was asked about Alshon Jeffrey. He has yet to be cleared for contact. That doesn't mean he won't be able to play Sunday. He said we're going to sprinkle him in, you know, again. Um, we'll, see how, yeah, we'll see how it goes. That leads me to believe that he won't be ready for Sunday. I think he might be ready for Sunday. I think he might be ready for Sunday, yeah. but just the way Doug's, Doug's yeah, that's a good point. demeanor today at the press conference, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I mean we should have asked Doug, look, what is, when, when are you going to know if well, he's going to be clear yeah, for contact I mean, like in time for Sunday? Yeah. Like, is that something that has to be made? Like, we found out last week on Monday that Carson was clear for contact. Because players typically meet with the training staff on, on the days after games. Right. Now, maybe so he hasn't, maybe they haven't yeah. met with yet. So that's why I asked about Alshon today. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the quarterback's different than the wide receiver. But nonetheless, it is. I, I thought he might be cleared today. That, 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 was, that was why that was an important question. But, uh, yeah, the fact that he's not cleared, maybe that there's a lot of time between now and, and Nashville on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think they are going to need to have some clarity there, and to get to the, the 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 wide receivers. I've said this all along. You realize how valuable Alshon is when he's not out there because it changes everyone else on the field. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, he's not a burner. He's not going to blow the lid off the top of the defense, but he can make catches down the field. Mm-hmm. You can throw it up to him. You throw him open. He can jump balls. We all know how good he is in those situations, and that just takes away. One side of the defense. The safety needs to know where he is. Too. Right. And right now, the Eagles are lacking that, you know, we saw it on Sunday. I mean, and that's going to hurt Carson a little bit, hurt Nick Foles. Yeah, the whole reason you wanted to get Alshon last year initially was to have that guy that Carson can go to, that you feel comfortable going to. And, and that showed itself last year. It didn't show itself in, in the big-time stats. You know, he wasn't. 85 catches, 1,200 yards or anything. But it showed itself in terms of, in critical moments, he, he could trust Alshon. Yeah, and I think what we're going to see, even even when Alshon comes back, we're going to see a lot of 12 personnel. I don't think we're going to see a lot of 13 personnel. I mean, obviously, no. Joshua Perkins isn't yeah. really kind of a tight end. They but Dallas, Dallas Goddard. Goddard. Yeah, Dallas Goddard. I mean, I just don't understand those first two weeks where, like, DeAndre Carter and Marcus Whedon and Kamar Aiken, why they're getting so many snaps? Honestly, it looked like they were trying to play last year's offense. Right, it's been eleven personnel. They won, yeah. you know, and they had a lot of success in eleven personnel. But the, but the personnel is not like yeah. it was last year. Exactly. I mean, hate on Tory Smith all you all you like. You know, he filled a role last year for them, and there were games where he was, he was successful. And that's what, and that's why I, I also think that Mike Wallace injury is a big injury because that spot in the offense, uh, you have a, a lot of a lot of vertical routes. Number one. And you, you just need someone in that spot that opposing defenses need to worry about. The Eagles don't have that right now when the, in that outside spot. If you move Nelson there, it changes the, the, it, it changes the other spots. So I'm real curious to see how they navigate that. Now, we don't know how, what Wallace's injury, how long he's going to be out. We don't know how long Mac. But we know at least eight weeks. Yeah, so yeah. we know at least eight weeks. Do you look into bringing a receiver in? I mean, I'm talking about making a trade before the deadline. No, I, Roseman. No, because I, I, I look at Alshon being that midseason replacement almost. You know, if he comes back here week four, if it's after that, once Alshon gets in there, Nelson Aguilar's better. You know, I, yeah. I, I feel like Nelson can, 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 can kind of fit into where he's best. But they still lack an outside deep-ball threat. But I, I, I think you can put Nelson there when Nelson's not your number one target. Well, if, if you have Alshon, Nelson, and then Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz on the field, that's the, the, the and then a running back, 
that's a, a group of five skill position players. I'd be I'd be confident. Carson only went deep once to Nelson, mm-hmm. and he was double covered. There was nothing yeah. there. And it's it, we've said this about Nelson actually back when we first talked about Dallas Goddard during the summer. I was curious how it would affect Nelson because it just crowds the middle of the field. Uh, so it's it's going to be interesting to see now. The Dallas Goddard touchdown, that was it wasn't a it wasn't a deep ball, but if they were on the forty yard line, that's a ball that he, he runs to the end zone. Yeah, it was a blown coverage. But yeah. um so running back, as you mentioned uh, earlier, they got hundred forty two yards out of those three guys. Doug made it seem like Jay Ajayi and Darren Sproles would be back Sunday. Mm-hmm. But Doug wouldn't say that, I I don't think, if it didn't seem like it was going Yeah, although I did, we just got a text message from the personnel, I mean the public relations guy. And he just to clarify whether Doug had meant to say that he'll be they expect him for the game or for practice, and the clarifi- clarification from the team spokesman through uh you know through Doug I mean the clarification from Doug through the team spokesman is game determination will be later in the week. So I mean I think the point was that Doug doesn't know right now whether they're going to be ready. He said day to day. Yeah, my guess is that if he said that, he probably felt stronger that they'd both be back. Yeah, like if if they're practicing, I think they're 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 playing now. Alshon Jeffrey is a different situation because he's not cleared for contact because right. he's coming off surgery. But an in season injury when you know you have a, a back or a hamstring, if you're practicing, then you're usually playing. Darren Sproles and JHI did not practice last week. That's why they didn't play. Yeah, and you want when you want those when you get those guys back, you want them playing. I do want to point out, though, it just it's just one of those games that just supports the notion that running back is is a lesser position on offense. You you, you know what I'm saying? As long as they're you're getting, locking the guys up front, it yeah. doesn't matter as much who's back there. Unless you have Todd Gurley back there, or you know, right? I mean, there's there certain are certain guys, guys. But right? No, I, I but my point is, like, I don't think I think JHI is a nice running back. I think he's probably going to yeah. get a pretty good deal this off season. But I think it's almost a foregone conclusion that they're not going to extend. Yeah, I, a great amount on him. I I agree with you, and I think this is going to be the way the organization approaches it. That I think they're going to trust their their drafting and developing the the find good running backs in the draft, whatever round, not in the first round, but you know, it could be round two if it's a guy like Vashon. It could be in middle rounds where they keep trying to find someone to hit. Uh, but then they're building around their offensive line and their quarterback, and I think they feel like if they have the type of offensive line that they have in this building now, that they've had in the building in the past, uh, they'll be able to run the ball effectively. Well, that allows me to transition into the offensive line before we get to the defense, which you can't um, mention that game without talking about how well the defense played. But, you know, the offensive line, particularly in pass protection, struggled. And, you know, the the Colts seemed to run a a fair amount of stunts, and the Eagles had problems picking them up. And some of that fell on Kelsey. And I just think right now... He's not been treated for knee, at least based upon the injury report. He hasn't been on the injury report, but he's been wearing a knee brace the last two games. He wasn't wearing one in the earlier season. He did leave early that game against the Falcons because of his knee. And he just doesn't look like he got the same lateral lateral movement. They didn't run many plays with him running out ahead. Uh, are you concerned about Kelsey? No. No, no. I, I definitely see that I'm talking about health wise. Yeah. yeah, I mean – Maybe, but I'm going to say no. If he's out there, he's out there. Uh, okay. But it, 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 it is something to watch. I did find it interesting when you're talking about the offensive line uh, that Doug Peterson put a lot of it on Carson. It he like. should. It was a combo. It was a combo deal, I thought. 
Yeah, but Carson held the ball a little too too long. Exactly, Doug made sure that was mentioned. But that's Carson. He holds. You know, he wants to make an extra play, so you're gonna have to eat that a little bit. Um, I thought Jason Peters played well. He had a couple penalties. Lane, yeah, he got pushed back a little bit, but he doesn't give up much. I mean, that's the only way you're probably going to beat him. You can't beat him because on either side in terms of speed rushes because of his athleticism. Um, but overall, I thought it was a solid performance by the offensive line. Let's switch really wait, quickly. Wait, wait, if, if I can ask you one quick thing yeah. based on that, uh, do you feel like Doug talks differently in public, you know, in his public statements about Carson than he does about Nick Foles? I feel like he pushes Carson publicly a little more, probably understanding their personalities. I, I, am I making too much of that, or what do you think that's accurate? Well, that's probably that's probably fair. I think he also thinks that, you know, I mean, Nick's the backup, and, and Carson's the starter. But even when, when Nick was in there last year, it was a lot of, it wasn't really challenging Nick publicly. It was a lot of kind of... Well, because he was trying to get through with Nick. I mean, again, yeah. Carson has a greater skill set. I think he knows what Carson is capable of, and I think with Nick, he knows what Nick is. But I, I, I kind of like the way Doug... Doug treats He's always been, yeah, yeah, he's he always, even as a gloves. rookie. Exactly, that's my point. That's my Whereas, point. like, I think Frank was, was certainly a little more, um, you know, soft yeah. in terms of his criticism when he Carson. I don't know, I don't know why the, the difference. Maybe it was good good cop, bad cop. And yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Was, yeah, it yeah. is interesting. Uh, defensively, the Eagles played well. Especially in the red zone. Yeah, especially in the red zone. But, I, I mean, I had people on Twitter like, saying, well, you know, the, the Colts stink. And don't get me wrong, I don't think the Colts offense is explosive. Or, you know, it was a bend but break. Well, two of those five red zone possessions were because Carson Wentz turned the ball exactly. over inside the 20. Exactly. And then the two drives, they were, um, you know, there were two Jalen Mills pass interference penalties, big ones, that gave them um, a bunch of yards and helped them advance that far. The other play was a kind of a busted Scramble by Andrew Luck, 33 yards. It was the longest play. The longest play for the Colts was Andrew Luck using his legs and not his arm. Yeah. He looks like a shadow of himself. I mean, I, I can't say he's shot. Am I, am, am, am I alone on the Andrew Luck Island right now in terms of Well, I mean, what would you think? What'd you think? He couldn't I, even yeah. throw the last pass of the game. No, I, I He couldn't I even think. throw beyond five yards the last drive. It was just check down city. You got 45, 45 seconds is... It's pretty long, I think, in the NFL. That's hard to score a touchdown for 45 yeah. seconds. But he, they should have at least been able to get in the other side of the field. I don't think I saw enough from from Andrew Luck. No, yeah. I, I agree with you. Well, I mean, look, it's early. He's got to work yeah. his way back a little bit. But, geez, you got to wonder. Anyway, that being said, um, you know, the Eagles defense, again, in the red zone, 105. Uh, that was the same number that the they Falcons. against the Falcons. I don't think anybody in particular really stood out in this game. There wasn't much pressure, but a lot of Luck's passes were quick hitters, mm-hmm. just because he doesn't have the arm strength. They they want to get him. Well, I thought Derek Barnett way. had a really good game. I mean, that last play aside, he was he was in the backfield a ton. He had a sack and a half. Yeah, blew the tackle for a loss. Um, but that the, I mean, that fourth down play at, at the end, he beat his man around the edge. And that was a backup tackle, Raven Clark. But he beat his man around the edge, got Andrew Luck's feet, and Eagles won the game. And this is a, a 22-year-old defensive end. I, I was really impressed with the way Derek Barnett. Played. Are you worried about Jalen Mills? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Uh, Would you I, move? I understand the Sidney question. Jones in there. Sidney Jones actually, he's playing really well in the slot. You know, I, I think that's kind of one of the untold stories um, in, the, in his first few weeks because there's been so much attention on Carson. But I, I like the way Sidney Jones is playing in the slot. I think he's a real good player. I, I could see moving Sidney Jones to the outside at some point. 
but I think they've built a lot of equity, which, which, or I think Jalen Mills has built a lot of equity with them. I don't think they're ready to make that move. Ultimately, though, and, and we said this back in the summer, Jalen uh, or Sidney Jones is going to be their best cornerback. At some point, I think they need to treat him like that. Yeah, I'm not too worried about Jalen Mills. Again, like it wasn't like he was getting toasted on every play. I thought I liked what he did um, technique-wise better than he than he showed in in the Bucks Bucks game. Now he was playing a lot more at the line. He was pressing. He was getting yeah. a little more physical. You know, the two pass pass interference, uh, interference penalties. He did grab a shoulder yeah. each time. And Doug even met Doug. Doug said the offhand. Yeah. The offhand. I mean, like, you but can't Doug do that. But Doug said they were really happy with the way Jones played. He turned back. He knocked the balls. You yeah. know, he made a pass break up in the end zone. He always tackles well. Had, a, had some really strong tackles. I mean, some of the histrionics are a little, you know, I think that kind of rubs fans the wrong way because you'll give up something and then all of a sudden you'll overdo it a little bit on on positive plays. But that's kind of who Jalen is. Exactly. He's ultra confident. He needs maybe that, that type of uh, – uh, the exuberance after a play to kind of get him going. I mean, it's a tough position to play in this league. In this city especially. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the cornerbacks are always picked on here in Philly. Yeah. Everyone, Carrie Williams was that way. We were covering them. Bradley Fletcher, no one cares. Uh, yeah, those guys, yeah. and those guys at times deserve to get it. And, and don't get me wrong, Jalen Mills does sometimes as well. Namdi Awesome was certainly deserved to be uh, criticized. They're, they've had some bad cornerbacks here over the years. But Mills and Darby, I think, are – Average to above average quarterbacks yeah. in the NFL. And, and you're going to give up plays. I mean, that's the reality of playing quarterback is you're going to give up plays. Uh, but he he also makes some plays too. I don't think Jalen Mills is like a Pro Bowl player. No. But I, I, I think one thing that I, I would say fans and even the media but should be more kind of cognizant of is is that there's a, there's a gray area. Like there's nuance. It's not just like – Terrific and horrible. You know, you can be a, a a solid starting level player. I think that's what Jalen Mills is. He's a solid starting level player. Probably nothing more, but I don't think much less. I agree with that. But I th- I would like to see maybe a little more Mills outside. I mean, excuse me, Sidney Jones I agree. outside because Sidney Jones can be a Pro Bowl. Well, because Sidney Jones is going to be an outside cornerback yeah. on this team. So why not just split time there and have Mills move inside in the nickel? I don't know. I know. I know what. Schwartz's response is going to be, and Schwartz Schwartz does things his own way. I mean, they give Doug gives him autonomy over yeah. that unit, unless Howie comes comes a knocking. Um, what's what's the saying? Don't come a knocking if the. <laughs> if you're in the I think the context is a little different. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, but but uh, I look at this at at this defense. They they won them the game yesterday. Um, they won them the game in week one. This is a really good defense, especially at, at home. If you're criticizing the Eagles' defense after keeping the Colts to 16 points when really six of those points were were turnovers inside the Eagles' zone. Um, Two of 12 on third down. The Colts had a total of 174 yards until that last bogus drive. The Colts were the best third down defense in the NFL. Uh, or I'm sorry, best third down offense, offense in the NFL, converting 60%. They were 2 of 12, like you said. Yeah, so this defense deserves... High marks for yesterday. Yeah, I mean, especially after they gave up all those big plays and then they didn't allow any really big plays, yeah. no plays over 40 yards, and I just don't understand some of that criticism. Jim Schwartz deserves a lot of credit for the performance of his unit that game. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Rodney McLeod left the game with a knee injury. Doug Peterson did not have an update. He said there's going to be more evaluating done these next few few days. I mean, that looked like a gruesome injury. You spoke to him after the yeah. game. What did he say? I was surprised. Rodney sounded uh, optimistic. He, he said he feels good. He was walking fine. 
you know, he, I mean, sometimes when a player is injured, they're out of the locker room real quickly or, you know, or they're, or, or they're getting treated. Rodney was there and, and he, he said he felt good. He, he said he'll, he'll see what happens. He doesn't want to speculate, but he feels. Can I speculate? Can I be in that, my amateur uh, sure. doctor here? I think he's like a, a bone bruise. Bone bruise. Okay. Yeah. Which is painful. Which is but painful, it's, and that's why he like, was like writhing on yeah. the ground and clutching his knee and rolling around, and and it would make sense because he took a helmet to the knee. He took a helmet to the knee, and yeah. you know that's gonna be a lot of pain. It's gonna be sore. He's probably I, he may need a week. Um, you know, the good news is they have Corey Graham. I don't know what that does in terms of. I, I got to look back at the film and see how they handled the loss of McLeod in the game. Did DeAndre Hall get any? I I, I don't believe so. Reps? Yeah, I don't believe so. I have that right here. Um, so they probably what they did was. They just didn't play any any dime. They just probably went strictly with what they just stuck with nickel because they did play a bunch of dime. Yeah, here you go. Uh, I have it here. No, uh, no. DeAndre Hall took six special team snaps. Didn't play on defense. Yeah. So it could be it could be a week for Rodney. Uh, he's going to be really sore. We'll see how he does these next few days. Um, see see if we'll be ready for for that Titans game. But we'll look ahead to the Titans game um, later this week. We'll have a little more of an update on injuries and maybe look at some of the other facets from this game that we didn't get to. Uh, maybe after watching the film, I'll have a little more um, to talk about uh, in the middle of this week. But thanks again for listening to the Bird's Eye View podcast. That's Zach Berman. I'm Jeff McLean, and we'll talk to you next time.